Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and this week's guest host is Dave Krebs. Guest host? Ahoy hoy, to, to start with. Why are you trying to constantly undermine or or uh, or sass me out in the, in the openings of these episodes at the moment? Just trying to mix it up, Dave. Keep it fresh. Keep are you missing fresh. real life conflict because of lockdown? Yeah, I'm just trying to mix it up and cause a bit of tension, make things interesting. <laughs> You're like a football hooligan that's not been able to like get their get their aggression out for the last <laughs> two months, and they're just going to try and start fights in their own house with the, with themselves in the mirror. Yeah, I'm a classic hooligan. I am. <laughs> you are, because you're a big football fan, but you're an, I tell you, I you're, you're an unlikely football fan. As also. Whenever I talk to people about the fact, like me and my dad have had a season ticket to football for uh, 16 years. Yeah. So barely missed a home game for 16 years. And whenever I tell people this, they're very surprised. And they're like, do you like, do you like singing stuff? I'm like, yes, I sing. I like get involved. I just stand there. The sort of people that, I mean, I'm not like a big a big sports guy but even i know that it's not singing is it <laughs> no it's sort of chanting, chanting yeah. yeah they call it chanting but i people say, i try and stay on keep dave but but many others <laughs> there it is there's the gay in you coming out like <laughs> guys can we just stay in tune please <laughs> um but yes uh what are we talking about football already for what's a what's a what's an early diversion we've been on there um, I'm all for it. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, you're trying to yeah you're trying to start a fight with me. That's fine. Um, welcome to friends with friends. Thank you. Uh, not guest host. The guest host was Drew a couple of weeks ago. Yes, um, of course. Dave is now back. Yeah. It's uh, thanks for your requests. Uh, you've been sending us voice notes and some people have been sending us uh, messages. Uh, and we're going to do uh, another lucky dip into the hat. Basically, we've got such a backlog now that we've just started to make a list and we're working through it one by one. So should we find out who has requested today's episode, Peter? Yes, please. I'm going to tell you who it is. It's Anna Jane, because she doesn't actually say her name in it. So we wouldn't have found out by listening. Is it Anna Jane? It's Anna Jane, mate. How do you know that? Oh, I just had an inkling. Here's Anna Jane. Hi, both. I absolutely love the podcast. Uh, For the last 18 years, I've been watching Friends constantly. So I used to watch it getting ready for school. Now I watch it getting ready for work. I watch it all the time. And now with this podcast, I can listen to it and get into that friend zone even more. So I can watch it on my way to work when we used to leave our house to go to work. Um, And when I'm cleaning, just all the time. And it really does take me to that same comforted, safe, friendly place. And I really love it. So thank Thank you for making it. And the episode I think you should talk about is the one with the lottery. 
because the reason why um, I want you to talk about it is that I remember really vividly being with my friends on a Friday after we would watch it on big Thursdays, all the new episodes. Uh, so I remember talking about it with my friends and we'd be absolutely creased, especially at the Phoebe parts. And then we proceeded to continue to imper- impersonate pigeons, to talk to each other and to get away from... Uh, get away- oh, hang on. It's in two parts, Pete. I'll just play you the second half. Sorry, I cut you out then. So yeah, we continued to impersonate pigeons to try and get away with things and to talk to each other for a long time after that. So the pigeon thing has really, really stuck with me and I think it's a really useful way to, to get out of things. Um, so I just want to thank Lisa Cudrow slash Phoebe for that as well. So yeah, please talk about that one and thank you again. Bye. Oh, that was nice, wasn't it? Lovely message. Yeah, lovely voice. Thank you. Lovely, lovely. Uh, we said it before, we'll say it again. Are we big in Wales? Uh, we are big. Uh, there's three countries which the podcast charts tell me we are big in, Dave. Okay. Um, Wales. <laughs> yes. Uh, Finland. Finland? And Malta. Uh, tell you what, though. Absolutely banging news from uh, Norway, mate. We are up 85 places in oh. Norway. Would you like to know uh, where we are? 85. So I reckon we were really low and now we're still quite low. I reckon we're about 60. We're number 14. Oh! Shout out to our Norwegian Shout brothers and sisters. Shout out to our Norwegian brothers and sisters. Yeah, what a treat. Thanks, guys. Absolutely thrilled. Um, it's quite niche for you just to thank our Norwegian listeners. And yet, I've done it. Yeah. Uh, episode by episode, I won't take you through it all, but the one where Ross and Rachel, you know, uh, still performing well in a number of charts around the globe in we're in 22 different charts. Uh, sadly, though, we have dropped out of the Japanese TV and film chart. We were in it last week. We are no longer in it. And that is sad. So do more Japan. Okay, so season nine, episode 18, the one with the lottery. Here's a synopsis if you haven't seen it before. Uh, Before? You've all seen it before, if you haven't seen it recently. Uh, The gang buys lottery tickets and fight over how to divide them up. Chandler, meanwhile, waits for a job offer at his advertising agency. And Ross and Rachel anticipate Emma's first word. So sort of three plots, Pete, but... I think it's really quite generous to describe two of them as plots. (laughs) Yeah, the Chandler is half a plot and the Ross and Rachel thing is a quarter of a plot at max, isn't it? Um, but sh- well, let's start there, shall we? Then the Ross and Rachel one, because so there's I've basically I think I've written four lines of notes, um, but that does include two quite weird things. So I'll rattle through those for you, shall I? Yeah, go for it. So this starts uh, the first line I've just written: "Boo hockey and mommy," which is because Ross has started using those words. Everyone's a bit confused. Turns out they're expecting Emma to talk. Um, and then the next time we, I mean, it's only a few lines in the episode. This entire plot, isn't it? Um, a high proportion of which. Oh, this fucking weird bit where Phoebe starts dirty talking with Ross in the living room. But the oddest thing about it is when he talks back, (laughs) because that's completely (laughs) unnecessary. So if you haven't watched this recently, Ross sort of says to Rachel, look, if we're we're saying mummy in front of Emma, we should start saying daddy. And then Phoebe is obviously trying to tease him and get under his skin a bit and sort of gets up and goes, ooh, you like that daddy? You know, and, and starts doing all this sort of daddy dirty talk. And then, yeah, Ross... Ross stands up and sort of goes, well, that depends. Have you been a bad girl? And then realises he can't say it. But he tries to join in the dirty talk role play in the living room with his friend in front of the mother of his child and his sister. (laughs) 
Classic friends. <laughs> it makes me as uncomfortable as it makes Ross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't, crucially, tr- even try to join in, surely. No, absolutely not. No. You'd just be like, "What? What? what is, this is inappropriate, considering the context. Because considering the context is his not-yet-one-year-old baby. On no level should it register with anyone as a sexual thing. No, exactly. Very weird. Uh, and then there is a bit later when he's talking to Emma on the phone. Also, sidebar, is that weird or is it just because we're not parents? Like, they have, I'd say, an extensive conversation with effectively nobody with their not-yet-one-year-old daughter on the phone. I have an 18-month-old nephew, and um, while he's a great guy, I have no interest in speaking to him on the phone. <laughs> How often do you speak to him on the phone? Uh, I mean, he's just often sort of in the background making noises. Right, but you wouldn't be like, put him on. Oh, no. 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 And they both do it, and they both individually have a conversation. It's not just like, I get the idea that you want your baby to hear your voices, but lads, have a night off. Like, she hears your voices all the time. But even if you're, you know, you want to just make sure your baby still hears your voice, you can both do it at the same time and just be like, night, night, Emma, here's us talking, you know? You don't have to have separate... It's like they're on a bloody meeting schedule and Ross gets to chat first and then hands her over to Rachel who's going to have a chat with the baby second. Yeah, it's it's just generally... Well, this plot is over and done with quite quickly, isn't it, really? The uh, way it sort of resolves is that Rachel says that Emma's said her first word, which is Gleber. Yes, I do love that bit. When she reads out the definition, trying to claim, insist that it was a, a something that... Emma said intentionally. Yes, which Ross shoots down very quickly, but then immediately, uh, uh, as soon as she reads out the definition, which is to do with some sort of fungus. He's on board then. He's on board. Oh, she's going to be a scientist, which is is a nice, a lovely, nice moment. The weird bit about it is the reference to Rachel's mum's new lips that I'm not sure we ever hear about. And what? (laughs) Lips that are so big that they are making it impossible for uh, Rachel to understand what her mum's saying on the phone. <laughs> it's so bizarre, isn't it? And um, yeah, I just don't... It's such a strange thing, because so Rachel's mum's not... She's not really that big a character in the whole world, is she? Like, honestly, it takes me half a second to even picture her face when you say Rachel's mum. Do you know what I mean? Like, Jack and Judy, immediately they're there, because they're such big characters in the whole thing. But, um, like, Rachel's mum, you're like, oh, yeah, it's that one. Yeah, I remember now. So, like, in that moment, I had to split second remember what Rachel's mum looked like, then imagine that person with giant lips. And by which (laughs) point, like, the moment's well gone. And I was like, what the heck was all that about? Right, so the other sort of smallish bit is Chandler's job. Yes. Why did I say job so weirdly? Eh? Job. Well, he's been t- he's been training up, hasn't he? Really, he's been on some sort of trainee scheme, and now he's waiting to see whether he's made it to the next step. There's quite a lot of what I've realised, Pete, is there's quite a lot of bits of this episode where I don't understand why people are doing things the way they're doing them, and the lottery is one of them. This is another one. Like, so this is the evening we're led to believe. I think by the time he's waiting for this job, why is this information being sort of drip fed on the phone? every half an hour 40 minutes or so like it's almost like they're recording some sort of like an episode of the apprentice or something and they're dragging it out for tension and they announce one and the word gets around and people call around and then they announce another one it's like that's not really how jobs work is it wouldn't you like you just get an email basically saying yes or no or just a call it's a horrible recruitment process i don't really understand why they're doing it in the way they're doing it you know i do love the fact that when chandler doesn't think he's got a job he thinks he's missed out 
um, within about 10 seconds of him finding out he's not got the job, I think Monica says like one line to comfort him and then Phoebe goes, oh, the lottery's on TV now. And then they just put the TV on and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. Sorry that you... Basically, at this stage, his career is over. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's like, this, this dream new career. He's not even past this sort of basic intern level. A crushing blow to yeah. him, yeah. <laughs> this assistant job. Um, but yeah, so somebody gets a job and then Susan gets the second job and Chandler's resigned himself to the fact that Charlie's going to get the next one because, you know, it's his dad's the boss, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then that is what ends up happening. But then we get this uh, twist at the end where Steve... Uh, Chandler's boss, Charlie's dad, calls Chandler uh, and the sequence goes very much thusly. Chandler picks up the phone, says farts, boobies, butt cracks and then gets off on a job. <laughs> gets a better job than the one he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of a very Chandler moment. Um, but he still gets off with this job. He's going to be a junior copywriter. But again, like, the way that his boss says it is, like... You'd be annoyed, wouldn't you? Because his boss kind of goes, I'm sure you've... It's very like Louis Walsh in Judges' Houses. It's like, I'm sure you've heard we filled the positions. You know, it's like, and I'm afraid you are uh, going home to pack your bags for Judges' Houses. Or, you know, like that fucking thing they do where they get more and more um, ludicrous every time when they're doing the, the false, you didn't get the job. And his boss is doing that, but this is just like a real job on the phone. And he's made him wait all night listening to all these people... Uh, get their jobs and then he still doesn't immediately tell him on the phone I also I, I mean if you, if you really impress in some sort of like training scheme and recruitment process then hey perhaps you end up with a better job but it's the fact that his employer is like we're not going to give you the job that you applied for and have trained for we're going to give you an even <laughs> better one yeah. like the, the universe just is very rarely that kind yeah exactly it's very like and it, it's one of those things because we know in the end they don't win the lottery like you say the chances of this happening in in real life are about as plausible as the chances of them actually winning the bloody lottery so like out of the two ridiculously far-fetched things that are going to happen this is the one that happens hey and Pete, why does it happen why does Chandler get the job uh, why does he get... Because Joey wished for it. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> There's yeah. this whole weird bit where we get to the ending and it turns out, yeah, they didn't win the lottery because it would have been a fucking nonsense sitcom plotline if they had won the lottery. That would have been like a really naff disaster final ever episode of Friends, wouldn't it? Right. They're all together, having a nice time in the apartment, and oh, they won the lottery and they happily ever after job done by. But the moral of the story appears to be yeah, of course the lottery is a long shot. But if you wish on a turkey bone, <laughs> it's probably going to happen, guys. That's the secret, yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, this is, it is a bit of an odd one. But yeah, Chandler gets his new job and then then we're away into uh, his new sort of advertising world, aren't we? And, and, and But that's, again, that's it for that bit. And there's not, these are just bits that weave in. And the main bulk of the episode, uh, which I think we'll come on to in approximately 10 seconds, Pete, is is the whole lottery stuff. Should we do the lottery stuff? <laughs> yeah, good idea. <laughs> Can't face those Twitter notifications. Forgot to watch anything but Netflix. Dreading the video conference small talk at nine. You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts. Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Would you loan Joey your Porsche, by the way? <laughs> would you like me to read word for word the first line of my notes on this episode? You would not lend Joey your Porsche. <laughs> word Absolutely for word. Absolutely not. Yeah. And it's also a strange... I, f- I forgot about Monica's Porsche, to be honest. It's one of only, I'd say, two or three <laughs> mentions it ever gets. And then the revelation that Monica's hired a garage for a Porsche in New York City Centre, which I imagine is extremely expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's extortionate. It's absolutely mad. Um, also that bit, because that's a, a, another little throwaway bit where Ross comes legging it in and he's out of breath. He's been running for blocks because someone's towing their Porsche, their, Monica's Porsche. It turns out it's not monica's porsche like this is 2003 just just call her yeah (laughs) if you're blocks away and that it's going to be that much of an effort just 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 get out your mobile phone brackets cell phone if you're american uh Mm -hmm. just get just drop her a little call it's also the fact that um the the porsche we learn that one of the reasons monica needs to warn joey about his use of the porsche is because he's previously eaten spaghetti in it (laughs) which is very joey isn't it but what situation has occurred where he's taken some spaghetti down to the porsche have you ever eaten spaghetti in a car I was going to say, have you ever eaten spaghetti in a Porsche? I was like, absolutely not. But of course I'm not eating spaghetti in a in a car. Spaghetti is a very uncar friendly food. Well, so here's my thoughts about spaghetti, which I know you've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God people cry. The podcast is finally talking about Dave's thoughts on spaghetti. Um, spaghetti is one of those things that you cook at home and then you immediately eat it at home, right? Or you eat it in a restaurant. It is not a takeaway like the only other plausible explanation is why joey's got the spaghetti in the car is that it's like a takeaway you know he's picked up his spaghetti get in the car and drive back a monica's car's in a garage blocks away we know so that wouldn't make sense for him to do that and b collection spaghetti isn't a thing is it <laughs> like you, you you don't or you don't ring someone and collect spaghetti um no it's also just quite a as, as like if it's some sort of takeaway that's quite a boring takeaway well that's it if you're going to get a takeaway you're not going to get a thing that you can genuinely really easy recreate at home in about 10 minutes 
again, it's one of those sort of Joey lines where you go, actually, that does that does fit into Joey's world, but also I don't, I cannot imagine the situation in which he has an open carton of spaghetti in the Porsche. But he does end up using the Porsche to go get the tickets, doesn't he? Yeah, but not with spaghetti. No, no, absolutely. No, I mean, like, again, I understand why you might want to use the Porsche to drive to Connecticut slash West Virginia, which is where he wanted to drive to. Uh, but that, I mean... I don't understand the spaghetti thing, but it does bring us on nicely, doesn't it, to um, my main wondering about this episode is, how the fuck does the lottery work in America? Yes, the strange thing is, it's almost like, it's the specific state side of it, isn't it? Like, it's you, it's only possible to buy tickets in certain states. So only certain states have signed up to be part of the lottery, but other, anyone can actually enter it as long as you go and physically buy tickets from those states? Like, how does that work now in an age of, surely... It's just on an app now, you know? When was the last time you bought a lottery ticket? Do you know what, Pete? I buy one all the time. Do you actually? All the bloody time. I'd say I've bought, I'd say no more than, no more than five in my life. I wish not to endorse the world of gambling, um, but let me talk you through my attitude towards the lottery. Because the National Lottery app in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland does have some excellent Play Now games, including a really good Monopoly one. Uh, so every now and then I'll chuck a tenner into the mix and I'll play Monopoly and honestly I play it for fucking ages and I keep winning and then I lose and then I win and then I just treat it as like a, a nice fun activity uh, and sometimes I win like 30 quid sometimes I lose it all but um, I enjoy that and then while I'm on it if I've put 10 quid in my account I'll buy a quick you know lotto ticket or I'll buy a set for life I don't mind I'll chuck it in and do you know what Pete the lottery funds a lot of great things, uh, including uh, a lot of number of great charities and uh, the Team GB, the Olympics. You know, yes, they give a lot of money to them. So basically, all I'm doing when I play the lottery in my head, and uh, you can see how I'm really justifying it to myself here to do some horrible gambling and try and win some money. Uh, in my head, all I'm really doing, Pete, is making a, a, a little £10 donation to the Team GB Olympics. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's cause. exactly what goes through your head. Every time I do it, it's a lovely charitable donation, uh, courtesy of old Dave Criv. And you... <laughs> so when we do well at the next Olympics, Peter, I hope you all think of me. Oh, do you know Thank what? Goodness, we might not have won as many medals if Dave hadn't played online Monopoly as much. <laughs> uh, yes, we'll remember that, won't we, next summer? Yes, please do. Ross makes reference to it, doesn't he? The 24 state lottery. Um, I've just looked up the Powerball, um, and it's now in 45 states, apparently. So it must have grown over the last, well, 20 years, I guess, which makes sense. But um, I still don't really understand how it works or or what's happening. You know, it's in New York now, Powerball, Pete. So uh, this episode would not have worked uh, in the modern day. I did a little quick Google Maps, New York to Connecticut. It's like a two-hour drive. So hang on, is Connecticut where they do get the tickets from or where Joey briefly says that he was intending to get them from before he realised he could get them from somewhere closer? No, Connecticut is where he ends up getting them from. He was going to go to West Virginia, which uh, is nine, an eight-hour drive away. An eight-hour drive to buy lottery tickets. Yeah, but even Christ. still, like a, a two-hour drive to Connecticut is mad, isn't it? Like... Surely there's just better ways of doing anything than driving two hours to win to to pick up some lottery tickets. I'd honestly, I honestly don't understand. Is this how is this how people used to live in America? They couldn't buy a lottery ticket, so they'd have to drive for two hours to <laughs> buy a Powerball ticket. It's absolutely wild. Um, but it's because it's up to three hundred million dollars, Pete. So you know, you well, take it worth you? it. Yeah, worth it. Ross doesn't initially get involved, right? 
and um, he's very sort of snobbish and st- about the whole thing, and he's very superior about it. And the reason he ends up getting involved is because Monica says to him, I'm going to chuck in $50 for you, right? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, because I want you to be involved, and, you know, you're my brother, and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, look, come on, I'll chuck in $50. That's so nice you want me to be involved, and it's a nice little moment. Here's my question, Pete. This all happens after they've driven to Connecticut. So she's already got... She's already bought all the bloody tickets. So she's chucking in another $50... (laughs) <laughs> what's where's what's happening there? Where's that going to? They don't buy more tickets, do they? Well, it's also the the amount of money that they spend on on lottery tickets is an insane amount of money to spend on lottery tickets in one go. Yeah, yeah. So it's two hundred fifty dollars initially. So five of them have put in fifty dollars. So this is kind of what I don't really understand. Even if Ross was going to come in, they'd have to probably split that two hundred fifty. This is getting very, very nitty gritty into the detail. But welcome to the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's an incredible amount of money to spend, isn't it? But I just don't understand what where this Ross's fifty bucks is going to. I think Ross has just got involved in it for free. Basically, he's not had to chuck in any money. Fair play. He played a good long game. So slags it off, gets free tickets. Is involved. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't win, win. But could have won a sixth of ten grand. But yeah, because as we find out, somebody found a ticket on the street that Phoebe dropped off the balcony um, and won ten grand. But even then, ten grand doesn't really seem... I mean, it's a, a lot of money, ten grand, isn't it? But they've had to check in $300 and also drive to Connecticut and back in a day. Never mind. Look, they don't win the lottery. Uh, and that's because... Uh, they all start arguing, basically, don't they? Because Monica, it emerges, has bought some extra tickets for her and Chandler. I don't... Right, I don't understand what her plan was. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what's her plan for... Say one of the tickets that she'd bought just for her and Chandler... Had won. Had won. Then, naturally, the others wouldn't want anything to do with her. Right. So... Was she planning on abandoning all her friends and her brother if she won those tickets? Yeah, it's very weird, isn't it? Or, or if it did win on a chance, the, all you'd really have to... Like, the only thing you could do in that situation is pretend it was one of the tickets they all bought together, right? So in which case, why spend extra money of your why own Why keep it? it from them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like, why keep it? It's very... Like, why don't you just say, I've bought those 20 extra tickets? You're so right. And then it's not even 20. It's another five in a bra and one in a shoe. Like, what a weird... <laughs> What a weird way to distribute the extra tickets, the extra 26 tickets she buys. Also, keeping them in a bra is is, uh, an unusual storage, choice of storage place. For a lottery ticket or just in general? Well, well, there's only, I'd say there's only so much you could keep in a bra and something flat like a ticket is, or, or money. And I, I know of friends who used to keep like cash in their yeah. bra on a I know friends that have their phone in there and stuff on a run and all that sort phone. of thing. Yeah, I know. I know. It's wild, isn't it, Pete? It's one of the things that we will never understand. And um, But yeah, the, the uses of a bra for storage. Plentiful, apparently. Mm. Um, so yeah, so they all start arguing after this happens. They all sort of demand that they were uh, owed their own half of the ticket, you know, their own share of the tickets. And then Phoebe tries to put a stop to it. She takes them out to the balcony. We all know what happens. She was bluffing, but the pigeon makes her drop it. The thing that's never really addressed is that those tickets are in a glass bowl, like a heavy glass bowl that we hear smashing on the street. Like, that's wild, isn't it? She could have killed her person. Well, yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. If anyone had been beneath that, they would almost certainly be dead. <laughs> yeah. And um, nobody's... At any point when she's holding them over the balcony going, Phoebe, that's a glass bowl. You can't possibly, like, you might drop it accidentally. Stop it. 
Yeah, it's not even her plan to tip the tickets out of the bowl over the balcony, <laughs> is it? It's just her plan to drop the glass <laughs> to bowl. Drop the bowl. I mean, we we must give her the benefit of the doubt and assume she might tip them. But even still, I get that thing when you're on a high roof and you're holding something like your phone or anything over, you know, near the edge. You do have that like lurch in your stomach thing, don't you? Where you're like, God, don't fucking drop this. Like, oh yeah, real fear. Yeah, it's a real fear thing. And she's just very casually holding this glass bowl over the edge of a six-story building, or however tall it is. So Phoebe ends up uh, dropping the glass bowl and yep. all the tickets, of course, um, because the pigeon f- flaps in her face. Cool, cool. Um, which, to be fair, is horror. I was once running. And there was a pigeon on the pavement in front of me, and I, I kept assuming that it was gonna move quicker than it did, and then it like took off as I went past it, and it like went in my face. I think its wing went in my mouth. Oh, what? A it was, pigeon's it was just, wing went in your mouth. Like as it was flapping, I swear that a bit of it went in my mouth. It was just horrendous. Oh god, that is that is awful. I so mean- I can understand why she was so distressed. But th- then she obviously goes to record a voicemail doesn't she as the pigeon well yes this goes back to what i was saying earlier about why didn't ross just call the bloody apartment when he saw monica's car being towed they clearly have cell phones at their disposal to leave voicemails but when does she when does she leave the message because <laughs> be. she's with them so she must have like been doing it on the slime muttering into it like oh, whatever she says now yeah, pigeon yeah cool cool pretty lady that. yeah it, she must have been doing it whilst they were all searching for tickets on the pavement <laughs> yeah which you'd think, if she was responsible for the tickets being down in the first place, she should have been helping them and not doing pigeon impressions. Yes, but and, and then this whole thing plays out and ends when uh, it turns out Phoebe has won $3 because she got the Powerball number, but none of the other four numbers. And the amount of tickets they bought, I'd have thought at least a few of them would have had just the Powerball, wouldn't you? It would also take bloody ages to go through all those with the numbers i know they've got their system but even so it is implausible isn't it it is implausible that they could just completely discount them because yeah they don't seem to be again how does the lottery work in america guys but they don't seem to be like hey you win some money for like anything above three numbers right uh yeah exactly i think so the two or three numbers or something you at least win a tenner for like three numbers or something so uh, they, ha- they they just seem to only be going for the jackpot and they're not even fussed about like the lower version you know in your lottery experience what's the most you've won oh 100 pounds oh not enough is it well it's, no, it's, it's, all right. it's great i was thrilled when i won it i've definitely spent more than 100 pounds in my life though so i don't think i'm like that much in debt to the lottery and like i say good charitable contributions to the team gb olympic cause like you know um, don't call me a hero but uh <laughs> yeah i've definitely i've definitely I'm, I'm not up on the lottery you know yeah it's very unlikely isn't it in general um infamously so yeah so that's very much the premise of the entire thing isn't it (laughs) (laughs) well done dave you've just analyzed the the concept of a lottery i'll tell you what i'm not up on the lottery though pete but i am up on vegas okay are you yeah i went to vegas made one bet won eight dollars called it a night oh that's a good idea because i'm not really a gambler pete and i'd love to say it's for moral reasons but i'd say the real reason is that i don't really know how any of the games work when we got our a-level results, we decided, which is obviously, how many years ago is that? 11 years ago. Um, we decided to go to the casino at like one in the afternoon because we were, we were idiots. Balling. Um, and there was about eight of us and we went in two cars 
And I think between us, we won about like 30 quid, came out and both of our cars that we'd come in had parking tickets. <laughs> that uh, is too good. So we, we, we lost out. It's a shame. Oh, that is a real shame, isn't it? But that'll teach you A, to uh, choose where you park and B, I mean, that is like, I'm not saying go to the casino and have a few beers and lads, 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 but... The fact you all drove to the casino at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it wasn't even is, beers involved. It was just quite bleak, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really know how many casino games work, if I'm perfectly honest. The one with the wheel, fine with that. The one where you got to get to 21. The I'm... one with the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'd love to say I was doing a Friends reference, but I just... Uh, roulette? Roulette. You're welcome. But yeah, I mean, do you know how to play them all? Do you know all the games? I know roulette. Yeah, well, we all know roulette, Pete. You pick a number, and if it lands on the number, you win. Apart from that, no, I don't know. The thing is, I don't really know the casino etiquette as even that, you know, even that sort of like when to push the things from the chips forward and what to do. Oh, yeah, you can't rest your drink on the edge of the thing. All of the stuff. I just feel very intensely uncomfortable, like I don't belong, and everyone's looking at me like, you know, what's this guy doing? And I know that's there's also the There's also something just quite depressing about them, isn't there? Like the, the, oh, the sort of people just in the corner on their own. Yeah. And probably been there since three in the afternoon. It's just a bit yeah. seedy. Anyway, we've got on a casino diversion there. So um, uh, hard to win at a casino, but I'm up on Vegas. That was the point of the story, but down on the lottery. So mm. uh, there you go, guys. That's my gamble. That is my entire gambling history, I'd say. <laughs> All Your gambling up. career. My entire gambling career. Uh, semi-retired, but still will play the odd game of Monopoly on the lottery app. This does actually have this episode... Um, one of my favourite Rachel lines, which is when she's spinning out that hypothetical of if they all win and Ross doesn't. She's like, oh, I've got to guess at the home day. That's a great bit. Some great Racheling. It's really good Racheling doing an impression of Ross, isn't it? A weird thing we didn't know reference, which is just a little throwaway bit, but um, when did Monica buy the extra tickets that she hid in her bra, Pete? Uh, when Joey was, well, what was he doing? Looking at porn? <laughs> He's looking at dirty mags without taking off the plastic. And then Ross is, gives him a look to, uh, shoots him a look of, why haven't you shown me the porn you bought yet? <laughs> but he didn't buy the porn. I think that's the point. He's looking at the porn in the shop without buying it and trying to read it through, like it comes in a plastic casing and he's trying to read it through that. I mean, A, it really dated this episode because... There was sort of porn on paper. Do you know who, from what we know about them, I think would attempt to look at porn through the plastic covers? Who? Antonis. <laughs> oh, you're casting real aspersions on Antonis, one of our lovely listeners. No, I just mean he last week highlighted a difficulty with, with seeing that sort of content. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is that problem again, isn't it? Uh, can you get in touch, Antonis, if you have ever attempted <laughs> to look at pornography uh, through the plastic? Uh, I'm sorry if, you... if I've just cast aspersions on your fine character, Antonis. Um, but yeah, it just really dates the episode, doesn't it, Pete? Like uh, porn in shops in... Is this porn still on? What a weird question, but... And I don't really... still, what, paper porn? Yeah, <laughs> paper porn! Is it still on? I don't remember being in a shop and seeing porn they must they must still sell porn yeah although who would buy it well correct that's the thing like it's it's a terrible medium on which to consume porn compared to what is available to you isn't it 
That's all I got for you, mate. It's a weird. Feels like a weird tone to leave the episode on. I'll, I'll give you that. Antonis, do they still send? A- <laughs> <laughs> I'd love next week's episode to just be uh, Antonis's re- retort to our uh, porn-based questions for him. <laughs> a Q and A on porn <laughs> with, with Anthony. A bonus episode coming soon on Friends with Friends. <laughs> and that's it, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. The one with the lottery. An enjoyable one. There's some nice Phoebe moments in there too. It's a good one. Very well chosen, Anna Jane. Thank you so much. Uh, and thanks for all your suggestions. Do um, uh, keep letting us have them if you want to. We will, we're just basically starting a big list, aren't we? And working our way through it now, depending on the order that your requests come in. Um, so thank you for them. Uh, either send us a voice note or send us a nice little sort of email, as it were, to read out. Uh, here are our socials. Pete, Twitter. Friends WF. Instagram, FWF Pod, Facebook, can't remember. dot com slash Friends Pod. That one. We'll tell you when the next quiz is really soon. I think we're either going to do Fridays or Sundays. Basically, because lockdown's easing a bit and it's everything's changing a bit, we we get the impression that people are doing different things on Fridays. Get in touch, maybe tell us. Like we might do a Sunday evening one, like a m- more traditional pub quiz. We might do Fridays if you really love the Fridays. I don't mind. I'm easy. I've got nothing to do. Well, quite exactly. Yeah, just let us know. Give us a little tweet or a message and send us your request for episodes that we'll do soon as well. Goodbye. Goodbye, Dave. Traffic jams, tailgating... Pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.